Whatever you do, don't tell anybody about communication on point. Hey, I bet you didn't expect me to say that. Welcome to this edition of Communication on Point. I'm your host, Dean Hefta, and what we're talking about this week is the unexpected. How we can use language to capture people's attention and change how they think about the question that we're really asking. Let's go ahead and get started. I asked the question, whatever you do, don't tell anybody about this podcast. The reason I said that was most podcasts are going to ask you to hit the like button, be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, tell your friends, do all of these things. We are trained to hear that to the point where we can't even hear it. And much of the language that we process through the course of our day is so expected, so usual, we don't hear it. And so today, I want to talk about a tool that as leaders, as sales reps, uh, as parents, whatever position you find yourself in, we can use to capture attention and change the brainwaves of ourselves and the people that we're communicating with to maybe get better results. So let's look at this. What I'm talking about really fits into the same world as, for example, comedy. So in the world of comedy, when we get to the punchline, there's usually a delivery of some unexpected answer or situation. We didn't expect it. And it captures our attention and we have a response. We end up laughing if they're a good comedian. And I think we can use that same psychological insight, the the same way our brain operates when it comes to comedy and surprise in how we communicate with others. Now, I'm not saying that everything we have to talk about needs to be upside down or living in a backwards world, but there are certain things that can help us to capture people's attention or adjust uh, the response that we get from them. I'm going to give you some examples. The first one was right out of the gate where I said, don't do something when you were expecting me to ask you to do something. But here's something that if we've had a conversation or I've, I've called you, you might hear me ask you, is this a bad time? Now, is this a bad time? Typically, that's not something you hear. What do people ask if they call? They might ask, is this a good time for you to talk? And what happens is, you know, in that moment, it's like, well, I, I, I guess, I don't know, I'm kind of busy. Or people say, well, no time is a good time, right? It's, it's, a, it's a weird request. We're not quite sure how to handle it. In fact, we don't even think about it. It's like, yeah, what's up? When I ask, is this a bad time to talk? What we respond with is one of two things. If it is a bad time, I've opened the door created the window for them to be able to say, actually, this is a bad time. I'm tied up right now. Could we talk in a half hour? Mm, Awesome. Because if I'm having a conversation, I want their attention. I don't want them to be distracted. I don't want them to feel like they're doing me a favor by keeping me on the phone and then trying to take care of something else. So I want them to say, yeah, this is a bad time, if it is. The other thing is, it gives them a chance to say no. And our, our brain wants to protect us. And there is a a level where we have a desire to say no or have an opportunity to say no. It gives us this sense of control and power and protection. And so when I say, is this a bad time? And the other person says, no, this is a fine time. Their brain has been able to say no. It's given them a sense of agency and control. And now we can be 
in conversation. Okay, so that's an example of how we can flip the expected. We can invert it. We can reverse it, what we'd expect, to get a different result and to get more attention. Okay, so that's one. Uh, Here's another one. A lot of times people might ask, and it's an appropriate question, like, what is it you want to achieve? What is it you really want? And that's a good question. I encourage people using that question, you know, what's our aim? What's our target? What do we hope to achieve? But you can take those things and you can flip them around too. We can say, what is it you're hoping to avoid? Because the reality is a lot of the decisions people make, a lot of the actions that are taken are ultimately, even if they aren't expressing it or they're not aware of it, they're trying to avoid something. And so by saying, what is it you're trying to avoid? I can begin uncovering and understanding what's really driving the behavior, what's really happening in this moment. So what are you hoping to avoid? Okay, that's, that's number two. Here's another one. You know, in negotiations, let's say you're buying something, maybe you're selling something. Uh, it's a service. It's a product. Who knows what it is? You think about negotiation. If you're the buyer, what are you typically trying to do? Our default setting is, can I get it for less? That's our standard negotiating approach. We think uh, a good value is trying to buy it for cheaper. What if you did this? What if you shifted around and said, how much more could I get if I paid more? What could I get if I paid a higher price? Now, most reps would be a bit startled. They wouldn't quite know how to respond because that's not a standard question that's being asked. But the reality is that's a very high-level, leader-level way of thinking about our relationship. I begin thinking further out in time. I begin thinking further into the issue and how we can really make change rather than figuring out how we can lower the cost. Completely changes our brainwaves and how we're processing things. What could I get? If I paid more. Okay, let's do another one. Maybe there's a a new plan, a new strategy, something new we're working to implement. And uh, maybe we're trying to get someone to, to buy into something and do something. And we think in terms of, you know, what are the benefits you're going to receive by putting this in place? What if we flip that around? What if we do the unexpected? What if we say, Before you move forward, I'd like to understand what you see as the major challenges to this being a success. What are the hurdles that could prevent this from being implemented? Suddenly, I'm taking the role of of contrarian. I'm supposed to be the one trying to get them to say yes, and I'm putting them in the position of having to explain to me why it won't work. And here's what's interesting. If I put them in the position of explaining why it won't work. It's just like finding out, is this a bad time? It's giving the brain the ability to say no, to say why something won't work. And in that process, when we create something in a more concrete understanding, we're able to move this nebulous, unclear feeling of reservation, like I'm just not sure if this is going to work, that we've never really confronted or faced and we're able to turn it into something concrete and real that I've stated myself. And once I state, here's what might keep it from working, 
Now there's something I can do about it. I'm dealing with some concrete hurdles that can be addressed. And that only emerges if I've flipped it around and I've shifted from trying to be positive and optimistic, like this is going to be awesome and it's going to be great. Now you just have to say yes and sign on the line. Let's take some time and have them tell me why it won't work. Okay, how about this one? What would happen if we do nothing? What's the inversion there? What's the reverse? Typically, our, our setting as leaders, as employees, as family members, our default setting is to do something. We think we need to buy something, try something, do something, say something. We think doing something is going to help. But what if our question is, what happens if we do nothing? And our answer might be, well, maybe something bad happens and it gives us more context and more motivation of why we need to take action. Or maybe our answer is, hmm, I don't think anything bad happens. And so that might give us the other option that doing nothing is the right thing. And you think about that. I, I uh, appreciate one of the phrases that is unexpected and it's really an inversion phrase. You know, those times where things are going bad and you're at your wit's end or someone is just, you know, frustrated at at the situation. And here's the phrase. Hey, you know, no matter how bad things are, there's always something we can do to make it worse. They don't expect that. It catches them off guard. They get taken aback and they are a little bit shocked. And then they chuckle. And then they say, you know what? That's true. We do have to be cautious about what we do because it might make things worse. And that's an inversion, right? It's unexpected, but that unexpected moment gets us thinking differently. And so as you think about your role, the interactions that you have, the phrases you use, what's a phrase that you use or an interaction that you have that you can invert, that you can flip around and give somebody an unexpected experience And maybe that moment rattles something loose. It changes the way we think about something. And that could make all the difference. I hope that uh, today has given you some things to think about that you can put to work in your life. I, as always, appreciate you taking the time to invest here with me, your host, Dean Hefta, on Communication on Point. If you have any ideas, thoughts, comments you want to pass along, shoot me an email. It's dean at clarisresults.com, C-L-A-R-U-S results.com. I look forward to talking to you again next week.